I have got a lot to get off my chest. I am so sick and tired of these elitists, these swamp creatures, trying to tell you and I that they're trying to save us from ourselves. I mean, the swamp creatures are in full effect right now. And I know this because yesterday, Bob Woodward releases this book called Fear, right? And, and, and here's the thing. The whole entire book apparently is based off anonymous sources. Then today, the New York Times, and in pretty much an unprecedented move, they publish an op-ed, again, from an anonymous source that they say is inside the White House. And you can see here, I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. This is an unprecedented move, almost, by the New York Times to go ahead and, and publish an op-ed with no author to it, claiming they are from the White House. And the New York Times says they do know who it is. But by the way, whoever this is inside the White House, ooh, you've got such courage. Wow, to go and write an op-ed anonymously because you're afraid you might lose your job. If you really love your country, if you really say you're going to stand by these principles, what you say you're going to do, then come out and say it with some strength and do the right thing and stand there or leave the gig. If it's so bad right now inside the White House and you're such a principled elitist swamp creature, then leave. You don't need to work there anymore. Do us all a favor and just get out of there. I got to share with you some of the clips that are coming out of this piece today, and I would encourage you to read the whole thing. But here's uh, one of them that is in there is this. It says, it may be cold comfort in this chaotic era, but Americans should know that there are adults in the room. Gee, thank you. We fully recognize what is happening, and we're trying to do what's right, even when Donald Trump won't. This isn't the work of the so-called deep state. It's the work of the steady state. Does this person realize that you're the yahoos and the swamp creatures that got us in the mess in the first place? Does this guy realize that you're the yahoos and the swamp creatures that brought us Donald Trump? If y'all would have been in D.C. doing your job the way that we've asked you to do it now for decades upon decades upon decades, Donald Trump wouldn't be president. Here's the thing. Everybody that voted for Donald Trump, and even if you didn't, we know who, who he is. We know he's not a perfect guy. We know that he's got his imperfections. But what does that tell you? With all of Donald Trump's imperfections, we still told you swamp creatures and the people in the D.C. swamp, hey, go pound sand because we'd rather blow that thing up and have Donald Trump become president and drain the swamp than keep a bunch of you swamp creatures sitting there putting us in $20 trillion in debt, having open borders, forgetting men and women right here in America that are working hard. And I want to share this with you. I heard this recently. Since 1973, 1973, blue-collar worker, Okay, if you're an average worker like myself, you average making about 22 bucks an hour with, you know, everything included in today's wages, all right? Come out to today. You know what that average blue-collar worker's making today on average? 21 bucks an hour. So they've actually lost a dollar an hour over the last 30 or so years. How is that working for a swamp creature? So don't sit here and lecture me about all this stuff about, hey, we're the resistance and we're trying to save you from yourselves because you voted what you think is this clown into the White House. He's not perfect. We get it. But if you're going to stand up and say this stuff, have a spine, show your face. And most importantly, if it's that bad, leave the gig. Go do something else. I want to get to one other piece here that uh, is out of this uh, New York Times. Actually, let me do this first because I think this is important to understand. I got what's off my chest, at least a little bit of it. Uh, earlier today, a guy from NBC. This is important to know, okay? I got to let you know this because you hear a lot about the fake news and people are up in arms about this. Uh, 
a guy from NBC News asked President Trump his response to this New York Times op-ed. He just got done having a picture taken with a bunch of sheriffs across the country. We get a thing through NBC and CBS, through like news sources, all right? What I'm about to show you, I couldn't show you from NBC or CBS because they actually edited a lot of this part out. Why? I don't know. But this is what I want to share with you. This is his, President Trump's response to him being asked about this New York Times op-ed. Someday when I'm not president, which hopefully will be in about six and a half years from now, the New York Times and CNN and all of these phony media outlets will be out of business, folks. They'll be out of business because there'll be nothing to write and there'll be nothing of interest. So nobody has done what this administration has done. And I agree, it's different from an agenda which is much different than ours, and it's certainly not your agenda, that I can tell you. Thank you. It's about open borders. It's about letting people flee into our country. It's about a disaster and crime for our country. So they don't like Donald Trump, and I don't like them because they're very dishonest people. Remember this also about the New York Times. When I won, they were forced to apologize to their subscribers. They wrote a letter of apology. It was the first time anybody's ever done it because they covered the election incorrectly. So if the failing New York Times has an anonymous editorial, can you believe it? Anonymous, meaning gutless, a gutless editorial. Uh, we're doing a great job. The poll numbers are through the roof. Our poll numbers are great. And guess what? Nobody is going to come close to beating me in 2020 because of what we've done. We've done more than anybody ever thought possible in it's not even two years so thank you very much Appreciate it. all right listen closely here hear that look who's in that room right now that is a bunch of law enforcement people and we've got a gutless swamp creature that says hey we need to protect you from yourselves or what that's law enforcement those are sheriffs sitting there and they're applauding president trump you think they need to be protected from themselves? You think they don't know what they're talking about? These are people that are out there on the front lines every single day, putting their lives on the line to protect you and me, even you, you swamp creatures, from what's happened in this country, and you want to put this kind of stuff out with no name? All right, I want to get to one more piece about this, because the other thing this gentleman talks about is what happens in meetings with President Trump. And I want to give you some context here before I get to all this. Uh, recently, Governor Bergen was in a meeting with President Trump as well. I think most of us would say, hey, Governor Bergen built a great business, you know, brought Microsoft here. Guy's a pretty smart guy, right? So this is the excerpt from the piece about meetings. Guy says this, or person, whoever this is, this gutless swamp creature. Uh, meetings with President Trump, him veer off topic and off the rails. He engages in repetitive rants. His impulsiveness results in half-backed, ill-informed, and occasionally reckless decisions that have to be walked back. Okay, so there's some context about meetings. So Governor Burgum was on Scott Hennon's radio show yesterday. Uh, Scott asked him, but hey, what's it like being, this is sort of ironic, but what's it like being in a meeting with President Trump? This is Governor Doug Burgum talking about a recent meeting with President Trump. Meeting was supposed to be uh, an hour long, uh, ended up being two hours long. The president was there for the entire time in that second hour. Uh, when they got through the formal parts of it, I, I, my best guess was he asked over 50 questions in one hour, uh, trying to dig deep on this topic of <clears throat> what we could do with everything related to prison reform and addiction and, and uh, all the money that we spend in the U.S. so ineffectively on, on prisons.
And there's a lot more to that clip, but clearly you can see there, Governor Doug Bergman, well, look, the guy's asking a ton of questions. He's drilling down, really wanting to talk about solutions. Governor Bergman goes on to say this wasn't a political meeting. This was like a business meeting going, hey, look, we need to solve this problem yesterday. So I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like a guy who's veering off topic, doesn't know what he's doing in meetings. And yet we've got these gutless, anonymous swamp creatures <laughs> claiming these elitists, elitists, saying that they're going to save us from ourselves. What they don't want to see, what they fail to see is that they're the reason we voted President Trump in to the Oval Office.